Welcome to Eau Claire is Here, your place to find out a little bit more about the people, places, and happenings going on in the best little city in Wisconsin. Eau Claire is Here is brought to you by Ned Donilon, Donilon Real Estate. And now your hosts, Jane Seymour Kunick, Scott Kunick, and Jerry Annis. Hello and welcome to Eau Claire is Here, and you should be too. Jerry and I. Look at where we are. Where are we, Jane? We are at the Olympic Flame. This is nice. We're going to start doing some of these locations and shoots in different spots. So Yes, and so we started with the Olympic Flame because our, our friend Tasha, who used to work with us, is the owner, and we thought this was a good place to start. Yeah. And I like Euros. I like Euros. So yeah, what Tasha has been running this for a while. She had it passed down from a family member, and there are. A, she's done a lot of nice updates, right? Yes, it looks really nice in here. Yes. I can tell it's got her cute touch for sure. Yeah, it, it, brand new facelift, new walls, flooring, and just bright and cheery. But I love the food here. Yes. You know, I just I've always been a Euro guy, and and I think for a Euro, this is the place to go. Yeah, and I think it used to be down on Water Street, didn't it? Way back in the day? I think, yeah, way, way back in the day. I mean, when you start thinking about all the restaurants way, way back in the day of when we were kids, and we always joked with my family that we never really went out to eat, and if we did, it was a treat. For sure. Well, you guys had what eight in the family eight in the family so our big outing was to go to bridgman's in the mall the ice cream place but it also had food and pete worked there so that was our go-to spot when he was working or just um both i think he got to eat there sometimes with us but it was always i think mom and dad wanting to go where pete was working and um there were so many of us we'd sit in like three different orange booths because we all couldn't sit together but it was a treat I mean we didn't really even ever go to McDonald's yeah well did were you limited on what you could order when you went there or did dad say have at her (laughs) I don't I don't think the have at her ever happened in my household well same with us And, and and you know it was expensive back then. We had big families, and I wouldn't. And moms cooked more. Well, yeah, and yeah. weren't as busy. Yeah, and I just think going out, like you said, was a treat. So that kind of limited the number of times you could go out. But it was so hard to refrain and not go overboard. When we were young, I mean, McDonald's was this treat, cheap, yes. right? affordable. So you know, we knew it was special. So you go into these into the restaurant, and you know, one of the brothers would order a hamburger, and we'll share really small fries, and we'll have ice water, okay? And you know, then the next guy's like, "All right, I'll share his fries. Can I have like a cheeseburger?" And then we have one brother that's like, "You know what? I'll take the shake, two Big Macs, <laughs> double fries, and apple pies." And he'd shoot your chance at going again. Oh, I know. I was like, "Come on!" But my dad awesome guy um, you know when he did get mad and you probably remember this I mean, he had a jugular vein on his neck <laughs> I've seen that yeah. jugular vein oh I know when he got angry it's like it would just throb and st- it was like the size of a bra and you're like <laughs> something bad is gonna happen here so but yeah and then you know it just 
one of those other old restaurants. Remember Burger Chef? I do remember the Burger Chef. I believe my my brother-in-law, Steve Chapin, might have worked at the Burger oh, Chef. Yeah. I mean, that was another place we got to go once in a while. And what I remember about that is, you know, you'd order these burgers, but they had this burger salad bar where you build your burger. And, you know, so the hamburger was like a half inch thick. So we would go there, we would get one hamburger, so it was lettuce, tomatoes, onions, until that sucker was about 10 inches tall and <laughs> turned in, into a veggie burger, basically. Right. So a, a burger but, salad. Yeah. But good times. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think back of when we were kids and we did get to go out to eat. For us, a big highlight was the pizza place, and I don't remember what it's called, but you could watch... The pizza being made oh, yeah and they would play old movies of that we would sit there and you'd have to read but we loved it you know and I remember also going to was it the Jolly Troll where mm-hmm. after you ate you got to go over to this treasure chest and pick out a little oh, toy yeah. and that was a treat but and I also remember one more one more of my memory stories I remember my mom and dad uh, they would go out for dinner again by themselves very mm-hmm. not very often and one time we got a babysitter um, because they were going out to eat at the White House Ooh, and I fancy. remember thinking sounds fancy I remember thinking they were going to the actual DC White House and I was always this kid that would come up with these thoughts in my head but I'd never say them out loud yeah. like Mom, you're going to Washington, D.C. for dinner? Say hi to Nixon for me. <laughs> but I remember wanting to stay awake till they got home so I could say, how was the White House? Yeah. Oh, fine, honey, <laughs> it was fine. Fun, Right. They, yeah. didn't, they weren't as excited about it as I was. Yeah. But that was also a good restaurant that yeah. isn't around anymore. Yeah, and we still have some of those. I'm, I'm glad the Olympic flame is here. Do you remember... What was that pizza place up where Randy's family is now? Yes, I remember the place. Villa Piazza? Villa Piazza. What does Villa Piazza mean? I don't know, but it was Italian. <laughs> it was pizza. But that's that's where we would go there for pizza once yes. in a while. And when we were young, like many kids our age, we had these beer can collections. Mm-hmm. So when we'd go to that place, they had a big cooler of this really eccentric kind of beer so we would go there and we would make my dad drink the cans that we didn't have so old froth and slosh and my, my dad's like what I'm like, just drink it pops you know and on a good night you might get six or eight new beer yes, cans so. that's right but, good job pops yeah but we're, we're at olympic flame i love this food greek food they've got the gyros they've got the falafels and they do more than that. They've got, you know, burgers and sandwiches and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, and Tasha was kind enough to give us a little gift certificate. Yes. So we're going to be giving away our gift certificate to one of our faithful listeners. So, yeah, we'll, that'll be on the website. And I think what we'll do is, um, you know, like, comment, share. We'll have some directions for you on that. So. But thank you very much, Tasha and Olympic Flame, for yeah, and this is just us. a nice place, and and I just wanted to touch on that. Tasha bought this from her uncle, and it's so cute because he's sitting over in the corner, 
as she's working away, and it's just such a nice atmosphere in here. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah, we love it. So thank you so much, Tasha. And for the listeners, you know, check out our Facebook page for a chance to win that. So our last podcast, we got together and we talked about kind of retrospective 2020 what happened so hopefully you got to listen to that one but the the next podcast coming up is when you and i talk about 2021 yeah you know? on to 2021 yeah so that is coming up and really it, it's it's about real estate again but what buyers and sellers what you can all expect in the upcoming market and i think between the both of us it's a lot of the same you know, the market's going to be very strong. So, yeah. So anyway, thank you for joining us and hope you enjoy the next episode of Eau Claire's here. And you should be too. Peace out. One of the things that you were mentioning that is interesting, Jerry was saying that there was not, not as many houses on the market right now. So some people think they need to wait till the spring to the warmer temp- temperatures because that's mm-hmm. a, the common busy time of the year. And, but, uh, that the, the number of houses right now puts your house at one of the top of the list yeah. for people that are looking. That's a great transition it into... Is, yes, it is a seller. And it is a seller's market. And some people might not know exactly what a seller's market is, but right now there's more buyers than there are sellers. So the sellers, generally when their house comes up for sale... They can get, if it's priced right, we, we kind of talk about it at our sales meeting that in this market, even though things are going high, you still want to price your house right. You you want to price it right or even a little lower, and then the, the, the buyers will correct that price if it's too mm-hmm. low. But in this market, if you go too high as a seller, you kind of lose people and they're gone and it doesn't matter how much lower you come down they've kind of already moved on to the next house so because buyers are extremely educated we work with all these buyers they research they look they look all night long because Mm -hmm. they're desperate and they want a house so when we go into some of these houses they're like hey jerry this feels like it's a little steep on the price i'm like well yeah you're right on they have such a good gauge for value Mm -hmm. um And there's so much information out there, you know, online that that buyers can look at, you know, the previous sale price, the assessed Mm -hmm. value, you know, so they, they, like you said, are very educated. And most buyers who are are, um, wanting to buy a house do all that research. Well, and I'll interject a couple other things. It's interesting. We, we all sit down and we meet with these buyers and it's this discussion to kind of set the table on here's what's going to happen and, you know, maybe here's the expectations. And, and even when you sit down with people who are selling their house, it's that same conversation. When we meet with people who are selling their house, half the time it's like, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be crazy, this feeding. So everybody knows it's the seller's market. And my understanding of the definition of a seller's market is if a person can list and sell their home in less than six months, the seller has the advantage. If it takes longer than six months, it's this buyer's market. And the buyer has the advantage to maybe come in on a different type of price. So putting that into perspective, what does that mean for Eau Claire? It is so skewed because we have seen homes that have come in the market. There's a it's been a seller's market for a while. At that, a long right? time. I mean, but, but it, Scott, it's so skewed. 
you know, that six-month interval. Yeah, I was going to I mean, say. I look at homes, and we do these market analysis if we're going to work with the seller, and, and I can kind of do an overview of the neighborhood and say, well, 32 homes have sold in the last six months. Look at the data. On average, they got more than they wanted, and they close in 47 days. You know, so that tells me if there's financing, they probably got an offer in two. And just our experience mm -hmm. with buyers looking at homes that come in and we put a listing in. So a lot of times it's not six months, five months, four months. It's two or three days or a week or hours, you know? Yeah, and, and the that's interesting it's so part, competitive. Yeah. The interesting part about that is before it always used to be that kind of 200, well, in the last couple of years, that 200,000 and below would go fast. Well, now we're seeing houses. We had one in our office last week that was 400,000 that sold in right. a day. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, you talk about first-time home buyers and price points. And I remember one three or four years ago, hey, what's your budget? What are you pre-approved? Well, 120, all right, we'll be able to find. So that threshold for a first-time home buyer, 125, 150, then 150, 175. We're seeing first-time home buyers 200, two and a quarter. Mm -hmm. But that that home that we had in our office, it was priced over 400,000. So now the pool of buyers are a little bit smaller, but still that had an offer in a day or two. It was a cash buyer closed in a week. And then we also had another one in our office uh, in the third ward. Listed in the morning, six showings, four offers, it went for more. So it's that skewed. So when we talk with sellers, that seller's market, that's a real good understanding. The other thing sellers talk about is like, you know what, I think I want to wait. I'm going to wait till March or April or the summer because then homes really sell. So you look at that, I mean, what's your response there? Well, my response there is, I would say, you know, I've been in real estate for 20 years and I would say in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, generally the busy time is March, April, May, June, but we have seen not only uh, this year so far, but last year that there's buyers that are out there who are wanting to buy. They don't care that it's December or January. And and so... Well, well I think people we're, were waiting through this whole pandemic a little bit if they weren't sure about their... That's what I was mentioning. Mm -hmm. People are maybe itching now to get going. Well, and, and there's a lot of buyers out there right now. And the problem you have if you're a seller is if you wait till when everybody else thinks you're supposed to wait to, mm -hmm. you're gonna be competing with a lot more sellers. Yeah. But right now, you know, there's few houses. You get your house listed now, you got all those buyers. I think that's a great point, Gene, because everyone, and, and maybe at one point in time, there was this cyclical or a seasonal thing with real estate, and it probably was yeah. back in the day. Um, and, and I just don't think that exists now, just simply, with the, what we see, the, those two homes that we talked about. Well, and people people buy houses for other reasons than weather, you know. Oh, yeah. They get yeah. married, they, you know, they Pick get divorced, job. they get a new yeah, job. There's they, a death in the family. There's a death, right. Yeah. So then none of that has anything to do with the yeah. weather. And, and, and maybe that's more driven towards first-time buyers who are renting and they're stuck in a lease. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the other mm -hmm. thing. They're like, well, I can't buy until April or May. But, you know, you backtrack a little bit, month and a half or two, 
and if you found a house during this time, you know, with all the closing and the lending and the underwriting and the appraisals, you're going to close. You could close on the same day your leases end. Right. Because um, also you don't make that first mortgage payment generally until the next month. So, yeah, first time buyers, you know, have have a little leeway there. Yeah. And that's cool when you have that conversation in your office, and then you just see these light bulbs go off. It's like, oh, so now they can yeah, connect the dots. Now I can look for a yeah. house. Well, I, I'm I'm such a data guy. So this morning before the podcast, what I did, I just I want to put all that into perspective. You know, seller's market, inventory, and all that. And so I pulled up everything in Eau Claire, the north side, the west side, the south side. I didn't put any restriction on a price point. So as of today, there are only 54 homes for sale in Eau Claire, anywhere from a buck on up to the most expensive. So you break that up into those different price points now, and sometimes there's none. Right. So if you're out there and you think, do I want to sell? And if you want to sell now, it's just as good as time as any because of the inventory, and there really isn't such a cyclical period anymore anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is the middle of January. Yeah, and th there's minimal competition. Then on the flip side, if you do want to wait till that those summer months or even August or September, well, you might be the only home for sale in that price point. Now there's six or seven. Which is still so minimal, right? But in the big picture, if you know, if you were the only one in that range, then and and we did see, we did see a a, a decline last towards the end of the summer. I mean, oh, when it slowed down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and there were people I know that said to me as sellers, "Oh shoot, we missed the." And they did. It, mm -hmm. it, it's, you know, they still were selling pretty fast, but it wasn't like that frenzy. Um, so you'd rather affected some get, price points. And you'd rather get in on it at the beginning than mm -hmm. at the tail end, because yeah. then you you, you kind of miss out. Mm -hmm. Well, and then the other reason which people may want to sell now too is the same th reason for a buyer. Interest rates are low. A lot of the people who are selling are either upsizing or downsizing or finding so that makes sense from a seller too to mm -hmm. sell your home and buy a new one and take advantage of those low rates yeah. and, and you have that conversation wow the market's so good i want to sell like well it's relative because if you're selling your home and you need to buy one you're going to get a great number on your house but you're going to yeah. probably be in that same culture Perfect. and environment of mm -hmm. multiple offers and really really competitive and then you look at the, the other side where, well, the market maybe slowed down years ago. Well, same thing. If you sell your home and it's not the dollar you wanted and the market isn't as strong when it was that way, well, then you're going to be able to buy. So it's like you sell high, you're going to buy high. You yeah. sell low, you're going to buy low. And really, at the end of the day, the, the only difference it makes is for maybe people who are going in one of those uh, assisted communities mm -hmm. or senior um, homes where... You cash out, and now that's your nest egg. That's mm -hmm. what you're going to live off of. Mm -hmm. and another reason people may be wanting to sell right now is speculation. We just got through 10 months of COVID. We've had chaotic stuff going on, and, and now it's a new presidency. So <clears throat> we talked earlier in the podcast about this, but we all think 2021 is going to be as good if not better i think but but that's another reason why people may say hey, i don't know what's going to happen in six months none of us do but hopefully they don't go down that path too terribly far and, and then same thing moving forward with covid 
all these protocols that we put in place. Back in March, it was, oh my gosh, now we're screening buyers, making sure they're healthy, we have sanitizers, everything we talked about before. And it's interesting, we, we kind of went about our business a little differently. Virtual tours and photography became really important. Yes, you know? a few years ago, I sold a house. The buyer was in Arizona. They never set foot in the house. Their uh, son came through with me and we videotaped it and they bought it. But this last year, it's been a little more common that people have bought mm -hmm. houses through, you know. Yeah, the phone. Yeah, I had, the phone. I had three of them this summer. Mm -hmm. I walked them through, it was on FaceTime, we talked, I sent them all the information. I had three people that looked at a home and then later that night said, hey, we want it. And we wrote an offer, we got it, and it closed and they were happy, happy, happy. So it was just yeah. a different way. My brother bought a house without setting foot in it. I mean, his <laughs> wife went and saw it, mm -hmm. but it was so busy, they knew they had to jump on it and it was it met, matched all their boxes. Yeah. And it, I was maybe a little uneasy with that. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> Jane, Jane always said I've said that too. Mine that were this year, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I did the video good because they're buying a house based mm -hmm. off of my video. And, mm -hmm. and generally, videos and pictures generally look like the house, mm -hmm. but... We well, also know there's a big difference of being in, in the house. Yeah. And, well, yeah. and that's where we can come in and say, hey, this looks good. This is, you know, maybe You're let's right. do a home inspection. Mm -hmm. right. But, you know, I was leery just because it was different, number one. And then leery because I had two people in Arizona and one in Indiana. And it's like, hey, we want it. We're writing. It's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, and then put yourself into the seller's shoes right. where they know... I was doing a video walkthrough, and then here comes this offer. And but we had pre-approvals, and one was a cash buyer. And, you know, but keeping that faith and going through that, and and then the one couple never even saw the home until the day before closing. And we did the home inspection, sent all that, and, <laughs> but it all worked out. And but Jane, maybe if you could, we talked about buyers and how we work with them, and we would love to work with you if you need to sell your home. Yes. And, and going back to our mantra. Yeah, we... Or buy a home. We really do like to give people a, a personal touch. Jerry and I, you know, we don't just stick a sign in the yard. We like to kind of go the extra mile, and we've been known to mow the lawn, pull weeds, paint something, and just more or less give our best guidance and treat people like we would want anybody to treat our kids, our parents, mm -hmm. our siblings, and that's really easy to do when you put your mindset to that, that you just really well, treat people how you'd like to be treated yourself. Yeah. My, my wife would call that a servant soul, <laughs> you know, and, and maybe that's just in you. Yeah. It's, oh, is it in us with our kids and our family, and, and really, you know, we do this for a living, but the rewarding stuff is having buyers so excited that they got the home, and then, then there's tears, and helping someone get through some of these obstacles and getting it sold and closed and keeping it issue-free and stress-free. And, and and really, that, to me, is so rewarding that, you know... Be a part of that person's big, you know, chapter in their life. Yeah. Finding something. Well, yeah, and that's it's like, pretty neat. It's like you said, Jane, you know, people sell for a lot of different reasons, and <clears throat> you deal with people who've been in a home for 50 or 60 years, and it's all this attachment. Or they lost a loved one, or, you know, they got a curveball and lost their job, and now we need to sell this and keep them whole and keep them out of all that other stuff. So, 
I often say you don't need to go with the realtor who's just going to give you the highest price. You need to go with the realtor that you know is going to work the hardest for you and is somebody that you know you mesh with, you get along with because it's a it's a big either purchase or a big sale and that you trust and that yeah you really want yeah. somebody you can trust and somebody that you know is gonna work hard for you yeah. and that's us yeah that's right and you know i think a lot of people in our industry get routine you know it's all right well we'll do all the paperwork come on down we'll do that you know it's boom 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 and it can be it's not as you know, personal it's yeah they're, they're used to it they know what needs to be done they do it but then the seller Forget about like, that. what the heck did touch, I just do, yeah. you know? Um, but just taking that time. But you know what? I had a fantastic day today. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. I love this podcast, <laughs> and right. it's just so easy to talk about stuff that you love to do. Right. That's the easy part. Well, again, here's hoping 2021 is a, a big year for lots of reasons. For lots of people. For lots of people. It's going to be. Yes. And we really enjoyed being here at the Olympic Flame, and we really, really enjoyed our Euros. Yeah, yours is gone. Mine is gone. Mine is gone. We loved it, and we know you guys will too. Thanks for joining us. Old Claire's here. You should be too. All right. Till next time, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Eau Claire is Here. The best way to support this podcast is by subscribing giving a five-star rating, and writing a review. Find out more at EauClaireIsHere.com or find us on Facebook. Eau Claire is Here is brought to you by Ned Donlin, Donlin Real Estate.